Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. It's time for Barbecue Nation with JT. So fire up your grill, light the charcoal, and get your smoker cooking. Now, from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios in Portland, here's JT. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the nation. That's Barbecue Nation. I'm JT along with Camaro Dave Commander Chris coming to you from the Turn It, Don't Burn It studios here in beautiful Portland, Oregon. Part that's not burning. Actually, we had some rain, so there's no more forest fires and stuff. This portion of Barbecue Nation is brought to you by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef the way nature intended. You can check it out online at PaintedHillsNaturalBeef.com. little music today from Roy Orbison. I like Roy a lot. <clears throat> My good friend Andy Black from Grillworks PDX here. Uh, Andy's a kitchen designer, does a lot with outdoor kitchens. We're going to be talking today about getting your stuff ready for fall and it's a good time to add on to your outdoor kitchen andy welcome buddy hey jt glad to be back talking about barbecue and all things that go with it that's it that's us yes sir that's it so you know it here in the northwest where we reside it's been a very hot dry summer and we finally got some rain kind of calm things down a little bit and i think that during the summer people are busy you know doing vacations, family outings, what have you. And a lot of times they don't think about additions, subtractions, whatever, in their outdoor kitchen. Uh, By the time they get to summer, they just want to grill and feed the family or whatever and get on with it. Is now a good time to be thinking about any additions you might be making to your outdoor cooking uh, facility? Well, once again, you nailed it. So I remember the first couple of years I did this, you know, we were just not busy in like July and August or, you know, June even. And that's right. People are vacationing. They're uh, going to weddings and especially right now with what's going on. I mean, they're all pent up for a year or so. Right. So they're doing that. Man, just like clockwork, September 1st comes around. I used to attribute it with football seasons, but man, busy, you know, I'm doing walkthroughs and getting busy again. And the way we do our outdoor kitchens, we can actually build them in the wintertime. Um, You know, we use, uh, you know, the frames we use and whatnot, we're not weather dependent on making it happen. Right. So when they're looking at that, let's talk about the planning. When you go to somebody's house or the job site, if you will, and you go there and you're and you're looking around and they have some ideas. They, well, I'd like to do this. I'd like to put a counter in there. We're going to put some a sink over here maybe. And I've got, you know, a couple of built-in grills and I've got a couple of freestanding grills like that. Do they, they just kind of throw that information at you and then you say, okay, here's my idea. Well, there's two types of customers. Um, ones that get on the internet and, uh, I would say attempt to empower themselves to make decisions. Right. Um, so I've got a great procedure. My, my first meeting with clients, usually it's on site, is just to go over the different products that we can put into the outdoor kitchen that they might not be aware of. 
Um, there's just a lot of cool stuff that, I mean, they think the traditional gas grill is an outdoor kitchen. Well, it's much more than that. And so I let that marinate for a few days and get back with them. And we go over um, what they want or expect in the outdoor kitchen, the layout. And then we move forward with the process of design. And then after that, you know, it's professional CAD, um, you know, contracts and things of that nature. But But it works well. Is it? surprising to them at times either in a good way or shock value if you will when they say well i'm thinking about i want to put a flat top over here because i do like to grill up some onions or whatever their reasoning is and i've got my uh weber genesis or whatever here but i really like to put in a pellet grill and i you know got to get back to charcoal so then we've kind of got everything covered but then when you say okay um you know, a good, a good, good pellet grill will run you thousand bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and a really good upgrade in your gas grill can be much, much higher than that. And, uh, charcoal, depending on what they're using, uh, it can get a little spendy too. So how do you delve into the pricing with them? Well, you know, <sighs> I can kind of tell what they expect out of it. It comes down to what they like to cook. Like, for instance, a customer, uh, Mike, that I met with yesterday, um, he they cook a lot of Asian food, and um, he's got a green egg. He loves that. But, you know, green egg, sometimes it's a little time-consuming to get it going. So right. it's not when you come home from work and fire it up. And a uh, power burner that has a grate that inverts so you can see to walk on top of it. And so he had this idea of getting this really expensive gas grill and he said, well, I really wouldn't use it that much. You know, this is what I use. And yeah. with the real estate available in the frame, um, it's going to turn out to be a nice project if we move forward. Um, so, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how it works. Well, they've they've increased so much to uh, the availability of different um, different cookers, different utensils in the kitchen. We'll get to that in a later segment. Mm-hmm. But. You know, if somebody was going to come in and say, okay, Andy, I want to hire you. And I just want a real basic outdoor kitchen. I want one main grill and maybe like your buddy, Mike, he cooks with a wok and different things. Maybe we've got a, we've got a burner for that. Or maybe they say, I want a gas grill and I want a pellet grill. How do you help them choose? And what are your recommendations? Well, um, you know, you know, on top of that, Mike that I met with yesterday, you know, he wants an Evo too, because that right. does a lot of Asian food, kind of left that one out. But, um, you know, I help them, you know, pick out the different appliances and cooking, um, cooking things that they would use. Um, pellet grills, as you know, are very popular. Um, ceramic cookers like the Green Egg or the Primos and stuff are very popular. Um, Evo is extremely popular. But it's just figuring out what they want, what real estate we have, and does it fit in the budget that they think they want to spend? And that's what it comes down to. Well, I think one of the biggest things is the budget. So what what is a basic, you got a countertop, you got uh, a built-in, say, a gas grill, and, um, you know, whatever else they want are, that are kind of freestanding, whether it's pellet or charcoal like that. Mm-hmm. What would something like that, just give us a real vague ballpark if people are listening about and thinking about uh, adding or just building the original uh, outdoor kitchen, give us an idea. I mean, should they be looking at 5,000 bucks, 10,000 bucks, 200 bucks? What is it? 
Well, 5,000, absolutely not. I mean, you're dealing with these things. First of all, the appliances, the products, which would be a grill, probably a pull-out trash, and an access door at the the minimum. And there's different levels of gas grills you can get. You can get through crazy expensive stuff that's dynamite, but probably overkill for most people. Or you can get something that's a little bit moderately priced. Um, And then we're talking about the frames that are custom-made and welded and have lifetime warranties that we we, uh, have made. And then you're talking about the countertops and the facing. So if we did a 10-foot island, dependent on the level of appliances, we're probably, you know, looking installed and the utility stuff done 15 or over. I won't say it stops there, yeah. but it, it'd be 15000 But that's to do it right. And that's if they've already got pavers or concrete. Correct. Or that's just outdoor kitchens. I used to kind of dabble in doing the landscape work and things like that. And it just slows me down. And, you know, landscape companies, they don't do very good outdoor kitchens. So I always thought it'd be best at sticking with what I do best and let them do what they right. do best. Right. What yeah. is it you do best? Um, you know, that's a great question. I've known you for a long time now, so we're still trying to figure that out. We're talking with Andy Black today from Grillworks Portland, PDX, mm-hmm. like that. It's over in Beaverton, Oregon, and uh, Andy is um, affiliated with that. You kind of hang your hat there. Yes, sir. And uh, do your design work and, and pedal outdoor kitchens there. What's the biggest kitchen you've ever put together outdoor? Um, well, I did one for a Japanese company out by Intel here in the Portland area. And I mean, it was way, it wasn't overkill for them, but for a resident, it would be way overkill. But it was like two Evos, two power burners, a big 54 inch grill, you know, a dining area. And I think we're upwards of, you know, $90,000 just for that portion and that was at a commercial site that was a commercial site on their back patio yeah i they, saw that actually I think. yeah i think i showed you a picture i mean their idea is they want their employees to be happy there a and they wanted to have a place to entertain their clients when they came in town and so you know the return on investment would be very good doing that for sure you know eighty thousand dollars for it's a big you know i don't know if it's a uh, semiconductor company but it has something to do with the computer industry so huh. so they got the money flow yeah, but your average one is going to be around 15 for your average residential area. Uh, I wouldn't say my average. Um, I've done some really nice ones. I'd say my average is probably closer in the 30 range. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can do some 15s if it's simple, but I can also do some 50s real easy. Um, most people that do these, they don't plan on moving A, and that means don't plan on it. And so they want to do it right. And I would say most of them are probably around my age or older and it's kind of like their gift to themselves you know they 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 want to get what they want they've got uh freedom to pick whatever they want and spend to some degree what they want to make them happy sure um you know we might start at 15 but after showing them other things and that 15 might be in their head you know it's like going well this is what you asked for it's twenty eight thousand dollars they said well that's way more i want to spend i said well let's take some stuff out and the reaction generally is, oh, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> you know, so the money's there. It's just they get in their head how much they think they want to spend. And you can't have it done for that price. In my opinion, you can't have it done right with that price. You're right. using wrong materials. You know, I've seen a job where the person could have easily, easily, easily spent, you know, somewhere around six or 7000 on a nice grill. 
and they've got this cheap grill in there. I mean, I didn't do it, obviously, but it's like $1,200, if that. Right. I'm like going, they're just trying to be a good price, you know, not, not a good end result. Big box stores, it, it's price target oriented, is yeah. what I call it. And I do check those out. And, you know, part of me goes, oh, this is cheap, but it's a barbecue. Yeah. And if that's how much you have to spend and that's what's going to keep you outside barbecuing, so be it. As you know, better equipment can help you provide a better end result cook wise. But if you know what you're doing, you can do pretty dang good with the, uh, the entry level stuff. Sure, you can. Yeah. Sure, you can. I'm still entry level. Uh, well, I know that. Uh huh. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back with Andy Black here on Barbecue Nation in just a couple minutes. Hey, everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef, beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. If you'd like to email us, it's really easy. You just go to bbqnationjt, no slashes, hyphens, or anything, dot com. bbqnationjt. And on there, there's a way to contact us. You just send me an email. It comes right to me. And I will normally answer. In fact, I do answer everyone unless you're trying to sell me a car warranty then i i don't do that <laughs> that's that's not what i do and i'm still waiting for my check from nigeria you know <laughs> from that prince guy over there that's funny uh, we're also on facebook and twitter on most all of the social media platforms if we're not on it we probably don't know about it um speaking of knowing something running your own business requires a lot of running around and just ask my buddy andy here uh, from bookkeeping to client meetings, and you run it all, by the time you need to hire, you've run out of energy. Well, luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you immediately receive a short list of qualified candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. That's how it works, if you didn't know that. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with indeed to learn more visit indeed.com slash credit it's a bad thing though if you see your position posted up on indeed and i don't mean yours like you posted it your job description up there we're talking with andy black today from he's project manager actually over at Grillworks supply in portland there and uh you can go to their website it's uh, grillworkspdx.com and you can look around and see their grills and you can, Andy can do stuff virtually for you. So that's pretty cool. Toughest kitchen you've ever made outdoors. Ooh, well, I think probably the most challenging was a commercial deal I did downtown. And it's like, you know, you got to pay attention to the details because getting things in and out of doors and making sure, cause we have everything pre-made before right. we take it up there. So if it doesn't go through the door, that's kind of an issue. Um, probably the biggest challenge I have, and I don't mean to sound too horrible with this is, you know, the people I have to work with every once in a while, it's not always, it's like, you know, they don't listen, um, that, that presents a challenge, but we can overcome, um, anything that gets in our way for the most part, but you just got to pay attention to the detail. It's tough, especially like when they want them on the roof, 
seen a couple of your jobs that been, been a up, lot of those been up on the roof of a commercial building and it's great when it's done it's lovely you know and they're very functional and they work great in fact i've cooked it a couple of them for you but i can just imagine you know those cabinets and stuff they come in one piece mm-hmm. <laughs> well yeah they, they come the in like eight part. foot increments you can bolt yeah. them together but yeah generally speaking yeah and, you know, when you're wheeling that up a civilian elevator, if they don't have a freight elevator and stuff, it can probably get a little. You got to measure it. I you got to measure that, it. I, it's called access path. And you yeah. just got to measure it and measure it, you know, measure twice, order once type of thing. Cut it with an axe. Exactly. Yeah. You know, probably the biggest problem is parking downtown, trying to unload this stuff. It's just a pain in the butt. Yeah. But, uh, everything else we can generally overcome if you pay attention to the detail. I think it's that way in every city, yeah. not, not just here where we live, but. Uh, Try to do that in New York, man. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> when when people are are thinking about building an outdoor kitchen, Andy, mm-hmm. what I mean, if you said, okay, here's your homework list. These are things you've got to take into consideration, not just the price of a gas grill or a pellet grill or anything like that, but what is a work list for them to kind of check off either on paper or in their mind. Um, when they're, they're kind of envisioning what they want. So, um, the procedure I talked about earlier that is very successful is, you know, we had that first meeting on site and we go over the materials that we use that we know work, the custom aluminum frames. That's our secret sauce. You can also get stainless steel custom frames made, um, countertop materials that work outside with heat, high heat from the grill and the uh, UV rays and things of that nature. Um, we just go over all that without any sales coming into it. And then we go over some product options. You know, there's, there's some really cool stuff that's been out and coming out like that Santa Maria grill that I sent you information on. Right. What a fun piece. You know, that's cool. The Evo is a fun piece. And so, you know, you open their eyes to all these different avenues they can go down and making their outdoor kitchen, you know, something that they really want. There's some basics that are important, but you can go as crazy as you, you know, you care to. Well, there's so many options. And especially if you're going to do a little decorative work around it, Mm -hmm. not just, okay, here's my pavers. Here's my two grills. Here's my counter. That's Mm -hmm. it, which is absolutely fine. Very functional, Mm -hmm. you know, but if they want to put an outdoor fire pit in the middle work, you know what I mean? Kind of make it a little shinier. It always adds value to the home. Absolutely. You know, there's no doubt about that. You know, there are options like you were talking about that. There's all kinds of live fire, you know, pits that have grates on them now. They swing around, mm-hmm. you know, do all those different things. Um, also, little platforms that you can put, like if you've got a, a pit barrel, one of the barrel cookers on, and you, you know, you don't mm-hmm. use it every time because, like you said, it takes a little while to get it fired up and so on and so forth. But on special occasions, maybe if you're tailgating or you're having, fourth of july party whatever it is it doesn't matter but you know there's there's uh steel platforms that you can put those things on get them off the grass off the pavers so that heat isn't permeating down in there because all the heat's in the bottom correct you know but you can raise them up a little bit and that one that makes it easier to work with them to because all the all those types of uh, cookers you hang Mm -hmm. you know you hang your meat you hang your chicken your ribs whatever on there so you don't have to bend over as far. And well, it's, it's not, literally an oil drum, right? Yeah. More Never been used as that. But right. Yeah. But it's a 30 gallon or 
they make them bigger. Mm-hmm. They have 15 gallons. They have 50 gallon ones, what have you. First big cooker I ever bought was a 500 gallon. I think it was 500 or a thousand. It was huge wow. on an axle and it had a big firebox on the end. I bought that thing back in the eighties and it is still being used up in Montana as we speak. The 1880s or 1980s? Uh, 17, <laughs> 1780s. There's so many options that you have. There's no reason if you're going to put some time in on a making an outdoor kitchen to not make it look nice too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, you know, you have a number of facing materials that you can choose, you know, the cladding, stucco, things right. of that nature. I'm not so concerned about what makes it complement the site, the existing site as using the right materials and the right appliances that they want and getting installed correctly. Absolutely. You know, we are going to take another break here on barbecue nation on the sun radio networks. We're going to be back with Andy black. If you're enjoying GT and his show, come check out my podcast, Around the House with Eric G, where we talk home improvement and design right here where you catch this podcast. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com. Everybody, welcome back to uh, Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Today we've got Andy Black with us from uh, Grill Works Supply PDX. And we're going to talk about the website and stuff in just a minute. We'd like to, um, oh, where's my script here? Oh, yeah. We'd like to thank the folks at Painted Hills Natural Beef. If you've never had it, I recommend that you try it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful product and they take great care. And as their slogan says, uh, beef the way nature intended. I think of it more like beef, like my grandpa used to raise. And also the folks back there at Gunter Wilhelm Knives, great quality, great efficiency with their knives um, and reasonable prices. You can look them up online at GunterWilhelm.com. And also lastly, if you want to send us an email, just go to barbecuenationjt.com and there's an icon there on that website that get me a message right then, right there. Never fails, right? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. So Andy Black is a project manager and kitchen designer there at Grill Work Supply in Portland. We're talking about outdoor grills today. <clears throat> do the do the couple of things here, Andy. Do the designs of outdoor kitchens change a lot due to climate? I mean, we get a lot of rain here, especially three months a year. You know, we get a lot of rain in like in mm-hmm. December. January, February, we get some snow and March, we get a little rain. Um, and then it starts to taper off, you know? Well, I mean, yeah, we, we definitely get rain up here. Um, there, there's a couple options. There's options that I like, and I used to dabble in a little bit, but to have a cover over, it's great. Having a permanent structure over it kind of keeps the sunlight off you, the sunlight in the space. A lot of times those permanent structures are backed up against the house on the patio, right. which means it darkens the living room and the kitchen. But there's other things out there like uh, retractable roofs, motorized louver systems, um, awnings, things that can, can't kind of keep the rain off you. I mean, you're still running out of the house and barbecue, but you're not getting you know drenched in a downpour doing it. Well, I like the um, the permanent buildings it's pretty easy really if you've got the space to mm-hmm. you know sink four or six posts in the ground and uh what was the 
I can't remember the name of the one company that used the karate karate yeah. that you used to work with. And those, you know, they have automatic grapes and, and depending on what version you get, correct like that. But also if you're in a very humid client climate, or if you've got a lot of bugs, we haven't had up here, we haven't had uh, it too bad in the summers, the last couple summers of insects, bees and stuff that can come in and, you know, irritate you while you're cooking. Well, yeah, where I used to live in Texas, down in Brazos County, the, the mosquitoes didn't come through the uh, holes in the screen door. They opened up the screen door and yeah. kind of came in. They're well, big. they had, they they filed flight patterns with the FAA. They were big <laughs> enough to do that, man. Yeah. And like up in the Great Lakes region, too, I know we've got stations up there that, oh man, um, you know, they were like little Cessnas flying around. Oh, yeah. Horrible. But if you have one of those covered awnings, um, are covered structures i should say and they have the mesh sides to them it's very very tight mesh Mm -hmm. uh still get a lot of daylight in there but you don't get the bugs correct correct they're they're called solar shades but um basically they keep bugs out too yeah so yeah that's a good way you know this outdoor living space thing it's just exploding and people like to be outside um up here you know during the colder months probably a heater is needed or some heaters um, down in Scottsdale, you know, where my sister is, she wouldn't need heaters really. Right. But she needs some fans or something to keep them cool outside. But there's ways to maneuver around that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's pretty handy too. I mean, I think the more that people put into it, not only are the more they're going to get out of it as far as if they ever sell or do that, but I think it's going to encourage them to be outside more and cook more outside. Absolutely. You know, you don't want to, if you got a, one gas grill and it's sitting out and it's 95 degrees outside. You just kind of put the chicken on and walk away without even firing it up because it's almost hot <laughs> enough to cook it. You know, exactly. some places in Texas it is in Arizona, but I really think that it's going to benefit them and get them more involved and maybe hopefully get them to looking at more than one type of, of grilling or smoking with different, um, different cookers. Well, yeah, I mean, how can you not say that barbecue or, you know, pellet grills or, you know, Harvard lump charcoal smokers or whatever device, cooking it outside on one of those tastes better than cooking on inside. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think I've ever used my oven before, except heat up pizza. <laughs> true story. True story. Well, I use mine to bake it. I use it for the clock up on top. Yeah. <laughs> but you- you got to remember which time zone you're in, Andy. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, I just think it. I think it, it works really well out there. The other thing is that we've noticed, and we've talked about it a little bit before on the show, but because of COVID, and so many people like a year ago being at home, working at home, and that the barbecue industry went just crazy, just exploded. They couldn't even get some of the manufacturers couldn't get all the parts they needed to manufacture their grills on mm-hmm. time so they were always running behind a little short supplied on things. oh it's a mess out there i mean there's a number of factors and you know i try and explain it to my, well first of all i'm very good at telling them the expectations coming out of the gate like they say this amount of time don't hold me to it yeah. because they're running out of raw materials they're running out of parts and when they run out of parts they got to wait till the parts come in then they have to assemble all the backlog units to get them shipped out so current orders that come in take longer to get out. Right. There's even a shortage on pallets because of the wood prices. Believe it or not. Yeah. They're just unbelievable. Yeah. 
So, well, I found a mother load the other day. I was out in the shed and found three pieces of plywood I didn't have. Paid next month's mortgage. I was going to say, yeah. take it in. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was good stuff. But I, the COVID thing did really get people into it. I mean, I I noticed, uh, and I guess even though I do this show and I'm always cooking and doing, you know, whatever work I'm doing, I never thought about it in the way until about two or three months of spring really rolled into summer last year during the lockdown my emails were exploding on from the show um about i'm i'm i want to do this i want to do that what do you recommend for this grill what do you you know like mm-hmm. that and i it, it just went wow and then i started talking to some of the retailers and they're going yeah the last time we got a shipment of grills was 6 weeks ago and we've got you know 46 of them on back order or whatever because yep. they like you said, and they're still running into that. I've got a couple of customers that ordered something. I think it was in April and it still hasn't showed up yet. Yeah. And, and you know, they're very frustrated and I understand why, but I mean, I've had, I had one person, I won't mention their name, but like they're blaming me for it. And I go, yeah, I was in the grassy knoll and shot Kennedy. All my barbecuing started global warming. Yeah. It was me. Yeah. It's like going to, it's just the way it is sign of the times, but we'll, we'll figure it out eventually. And, and we'll, well get back get on the, track. They'll get it all worked yeah. out. I mean, that's not a big deal, but you know, it's, it's, it is at the, at the moment when you're doing something like this, but in hindsight, I think you'll find that it wasn't a, a really big deal. Yeah. As my brother calls it, it's an uncontrollable. Yeah. You don't have control on. And so you just gotta be upfront and tell them, and it's not just our industry. It's, it's everyone, the car industry. I mean, everything's kind of a mess, but like I said earlier, we'll figure it out. You get in the, here's a, here's a good little bellwether for you folks. Walk into your local Safeway or Kroger's or Piggly Wiggly, whatever it is. And when you go down the aisle, like in the aisle for uh, dish soap and laundry soap. Okay. And you see one third of an aisle on two shelves is all the exact same product. Okay. Because somehow they got 30 cases of this stuff may not be something you ever used before or liked, but they have to put something on the shelf. They're filling the holes. They're filling the holes. Yeah. Yeah. And and, you know, not that we need to talk about this too much, but even, even the cans and the containers that have food, everything's shrunk. Yeah. It's the same price for the most part, but it's just not as much. Um, but you know, supply and demand. Well, yeah. And you know, cattle prices are going through the roof. Yep. Um, it, it's incredible and that's not going to end anytime soon. It will level off a little bit, but now you've got the holidays coming up within a couple, three months. Meat prices always tend to, even though they put stuff on sale, they go up before they put it on sale. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so you'll, you'll be, you'll be looking at that too out there with, um, um, like, well, like you said, it's just a sign of the times it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of tough, but they'll get the logistics worked out. We'll make it through it. We made it this far. I have no doubt. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll make it. Catch through. Up and... I hope. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I hope. What's your favorite part of your job? Um, let's see here. Well, you know, I told you before, I used to be in the audio video industry a long time ago and, and it and the kind of the high end stuff. And I tended to work with the guy cause he wanted it and the, the wife typically didn't want it. Right. But this, the good thing is they both want it. 
And it's fun working with them and, and kind of creating this thing when we get done, they're like going, this is awesome. And I know it, it's far, it, it met their expectations then some. Um, they're like going, I never imagined it looked this nice. I said, it looks nice. It's going to perform nice. Um, you know, you're going to enjoy it for years to come. You just got to maintain it a little bit, but, but it's not going to go away like a lot of the kitchens I see out there. But yeah, just working with people's fun. I'm carrying great products. My owner, you know, he's, he has a great lineup for me to offer. And if we don't carry it, we can generally get it. Um, and, and grill works. I came on board what, last August with them. Great guys, best retail store, probably in the Pacific Northwest, if not the West coast. Right. And, and it's fun to have the support of the salesman there and the support of everybody else in the company. And, uh, we're, we're growing at a great rate and I, I see great things happening soon. So when are you going to build a covered barbecue thing at your house? I'll probably do a uh, uh, an awning that's motorized yeah. because my deck's only you know ten feet deep, and so I just need something to come over and cover the cooking area. I don't need to get too fancy with that. No, no. We're gonna be back with Andy Black here on Barbecue Nation right after this. Don't go away. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, and today we're talking with Andy Black here uh, on The Nation. Don't forget, uh, the Amazing Ribs Meetup in Memphis is going to be next March. You can go to their website and, and find out. It had been postponed a couple times, but it's on now. And so go to Amazing Ribs, and if you want to have a great time in Memphis, a lot of barbecue, I imagine a few libations along the way, sign up for that. Um, got the second hour coming up here in a little bit for those stations that carry our second hour, and uh, always exciting. That's the only thing I'm going to say because I actually forgot who's, who's in the second hour here. How's that? At least I'm honest about it. Um, talking with Andy black from grill works supply in Portland here. So we're getting, as this show has gone along, we get new listeners every week. Okay. Whether it's on the radio aspect or the podcast aspect. And one question I get, I'm new to barbecuing and grilling. What should I use? And that's a really loaded question because a lot of those folks don't have enough experience to say, well, I really like a pellet smoker. I really like charcoal or this. So a, a real greenhorn, if you will, comes in through the door and they're talking to you. What do you recommend for them? Well, I mean, I think all grills to some degree take some, you know, you got to jump in the deep end, so to speak, if you don't have any experience right. to kind of get to know it and right. things of that nature. Probably the easiest way of cooking and having a good end result are the pellet smokers. I mean, I call them outdoor microwaves. Kind of. You know, it's just, you don't have to do anything. You just set it to a temperature, throw your meat on. And then come back, you know, when it's done six hours, eight hours or whatever later, 30 it minutes, it, it you... tastes dynamite. You yeah. know, you don't have to be good at that gas grills, you know, gas grills are convenient. I can't say you get the best end result, but you know, if you know what you're doing, it's not too bad. Um, ceramic smoker is probably my favorite, but just time consuming it getting it going. 
But, you know, if you got the time and usually it's a weekend thing, man, the, if you use hardwood lump charcoal on it, it turns out fabulous. Um, these other th- devices coming out like that, uh, what was that, the uh, the Santa Maria? Right. That, that was, It kind of looks interactive also. You know, there's there's kind of a almost a social cooking thing coming out. You know, Evo, you know, they they promote themselves that way where people can stand around it. They can help out with cooking. It's not just one person with their back to you cooking on a on a gas grill. And what else is out there? I'm trying to. Um, well, you've got you've got we had some guys on the show uh, last year. Um, they have a product called the fire disc. OK. And it's what it was is. Um, is that those guys out of Texas? Yeah. Yeah. You're talking yeah, the about Jaggered that. Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it looks like a big wheel. And they got the idea from discs wheels um the guys over in east texas were uh the farm workers were they'd weld some legs on them and they take them out to the field where they were working every day and they had a little a little one of those little coleman green propane bottles Mm -hmm. they hooked it on there and they could um they could make anything they want they could fry burgers in it they could make if you were going to make like a a stew or a chili or anything like that you could make it in those. They sent me one and it's great. Um, they've got smaller versions. Now, the one that I have, you'd have to be able to feed like 40 people out of mm-hmm. it because it's big, but they're inexpensive. They're three or $400. They dismantle. They're great for tailgating, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I always thought that was kind of ingenious because they, they obviously didn't make it out of disc wheels anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, it's stainless steel and they, didn't have a rim to it too to contain. Yeah, it's got a, the, it's got like a four inch rim on yeah, the side. Yeah, it's all one big piece of pressed metal mm-hmm. now, and so you won't slop. You know, when it was just the disc, um, a lot of those guys were you know cooking their tortillas or heating up their cheese sandwich or something on mm-hmm. it. But uh, if you're gonna cook anything like a big batch of scrambled eggs, you know, for breakfast for an event or something it's it's perfect you know or take camping i mean it's yeah, so versatile it's ridiculous. yeah and you just turn off the gas let it cool off throw it in the back of the car or the truck and you're good to go mm-hmm. but that's not something if i think if you really want to grill at home you know i i'm kind of a proponent of like you said either a good pellet grill or a good gas grill to start with because you you can get the handle of charcoal after you do it a few times, but charcoal you do have to pay more attention to than pellet grills, you know. And the pellet grills now come with, um, you know, the probes and things, right? And you can tap that into your phone. So if you're in the house, you know, it'll it'll tell you if you're running low on pellets. It'll tell you what the internal and external temperature of the meat is that you're cooking it, it'll give you all kinds of information. Well, I think you nailed it again. You're starting out with a pellet grill. You can't go wrong. Right. You don't have to be good and I'm not saying anything bad about anybody, but you just don't. Yeah. And then you fall in love with the barbecue taste and the experience. Right. And all of a sudden you're getting a flat top. You're getting a smoker, a hardwood jump lump charcoal smoker. You're getting other things that you can do. It's kind of an addictive thing. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe you can get an outdoor kitchen that's, you know, full size. I mean, it just grows and grows and grows. Yeah, it can it can become an addiction. Yeah. Like it is for us. 
<laughs> well, I, I did start global warming, you know. Yeah, well, I can't bring any more grills on the back porch, you know, anytime soon. Shall I kill you? She's like, winter's coming. What are you going to do with all these? I don't know. You know give them that kind of... Uh, what spanky in our gang look where they shrug their shoulders and hold their palms up and go, I don't know. They, that's where they live. They've all got covers on them. So they're good. It's a good answer. You know, like that. It works really well. Um, again, Andy, tell people how they can find you at, you know, well, um, you know, our re retail store is over in Beaverton on hall. You can go in there. Um, got a great staff, very knowledgeable there. Um, a lot of the products that I put into outdoor kitchens aren't on display there necessarily, but some of them are. And uh, I'm by appointment only. And you can contact me at Andy at Grillworks, plural, PDX.com. If you're interested in me doing some work for you, you want some consultation, um, I'm, I'm happy to help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's the best way of doing it. I don't think I'll give my phone number out, though. No. I probably wouldn't answer it because it's all spam calls these days anyway. Yeah. Like I said, you're, you know, you'd think it was somebody trying to sell you an extended car warranty. Exactly. We're going to take your name off the file if you don't call us right back. Uh, ah, well, yeah. there you go. You know, and like I said, I'm still waiting my for my check from the Nigerian prince, you know. Oh, it's in the mail. Yeah, it's in the mail. Is <laughs> I have some other things to say about that too, but I, I will not. Um we're on top of it. I monitor stuff. And once everything shows up, we go into uh, installation mode. And generally speaking, after we start the install, it's about two weeks to wrap it up. So, for example, it's here in three months, three months, two weeks, two and a half weeks, we're done. There you go. Um, we're going to get out of here. Andy is going to stick around for the after hours. Thanks for being with us today here, folks, uh, on Barbecue Nation at the Turn It, Don't Burn It Studios. And we'll be back next week with uh, another edition. And I bet you can't wait. I can't. See you then. Barbecue Nation is produced by JTSD LLC Productions in association with Envision Networks and Salem Media Group. All rights reserved.